Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again to the School of Light, a wonderful spiritual educational teaching ministry from Pastor Deborah. We have been working through the Kingdom of Agape Love, volume number one. In this, I tell you my many stories of me being transformed from a licensed clinical mental health counselor at a national level in the United States of America and in the state of Florida to being a global spiritual master teacher, a shepherd, a king, a royal priest, a spiritual mother to humanity and helping people the Lord's way. Each story was true in my life. I had to learn things. I had to be tested. My faith of loyalty had to be tried. My faith in God had to be tried. My desires of what I wanted had to be tried. Death was knocking at my door many times. Attacks right in my own home. And I had to learn how to trust God. But before I could get there, I had to be changed. I had to be transformed, so to speak, reincarnated. I had already believed in Christ Jesus as the Son of God, who died and rose again. But I was a baby and infant at the time of my mental health counseling. I had to be cleansed, awoken, fed, spoon-fed, so to speak, at the breast of the warm, sweet glory of the Lord. And I was at the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival from 1995, Father's Day, six weeks after that, to about 2005. I was in church six nights a week, and I was in services. I was on two ministry teams, the prayer team and the deliverance team, for years. A world opened up to me I had never known in mental health counseling. And you'll hear about these many stories here on this YouTube channel of the Hidden Kingdoms. Here in the School of Light, the Kingdom of Agape Love, Volume 1. This story called It's Time. You're going to learn about me and my transformation from who I was to what I am now. A pastor. You'll learn about the death of one part of me and the rising and awakening of another. We all have to go through this. We all have to experience it. I I was always a writer, so I wrote my stories. When I wrote this one, God woke me up one night, and he and I wrote it together. Barely remember writing it because it was him who was writing it through me. It's a powerful story. And you'll hear it in many parts because it's going to take me a while to get through it. But let's give a big welcome to Zoom Pro, who we're recording through, and to Pixabay for this wonderful free motion video. And as we work through this story called It's Time, number 28, we'll, we'll go a little ways and then we'll stop and pick up in the next part. It's going to take me a while. And then after we finish this story, we have a few more, 
And then we'll get into volume two of the kingdom of agape. True stories, powerful spiritual experiences that I had and still have today out in the realm of the spirit, in the great darkness of Satan and his kingdom. But right now, let's first open up with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we begin this story, it's time. I ask you to help us to open our eyes, to open our eyes spiritually and our hearts to hearing your words of how you changed, Pastor Deborah. Father, help us to fulfill your words of Isaiah 61 and 62 and give them a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision, even while they're right here in the garden. Help them, Father, so that they can learn and grow and they too can become all that you desire for them to be, to be about your work as your partner here on planet Earth so that you can get your heart's desires fulfilled and yet you direct us and lead us and that we are partners with you. You are in us and we are in you, partnering together, helping people the Lord's way, your way, not the way of mental health counseling, not the way of the world. So, Father, be with us as I tell your story and how you changed Pastor Deborah from being one person into another. We thank you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. I'm going to, I'm going to be looking down on my notes and reading to you. It's, this story is also, I believe, on the website of www.agapeloveishere.org. And this is going to take me many parts because it's many pages. So let's begin. It's time. This story involves a story about sacrificing my only biological son as Abraham was asked by God about his only biological son that he had with Sarah. His name was Isaac. In obedience to God. Jan that was the name and identity of who I was at that time. That was my middle name. My name was Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, Jan. I had never been called Deborah. I had been called Deb or Debbie. But when I went into the fifth grade, I changed my name myself to Jan. And you'll hear about that. Jan was my name and my identity. Of who I was at this time. I was in the fifth grade. When I was asked. A question. Now not in the fifth grade. This was probably 1996 maybe. I was asked. By God. If I really love God. As much as I said I did. And did I love one Satanist. I had been called. And placed into that ministry of hardcore multi-generational Satanists and witches. High priest. Very horrible people. As Did I love them as much as I said I did and that I prayed for them? Did I really love them? 
Sometimes you'll be asked that question. Do you really love the people you're praying for? How much? You'll read about this story again in volume one entitled So Many Hands. Just so many hands. I, of course, immediately answered God. Yes, I would sacrifice myself and my only biological son to the Lord in obedience to his request in a satanic meeting to save just one of his precious lost spiritual ones who were in the kingdom of darkness lost to him Satan's property Satan is their father yes I love them as much as I said I did in songs and prayers so just like Abraham did I spiritually in my heart and mind and soul brought the knife down and killed my son of just 12 years of age. I had spiritually, emotionally, and in my soul gave myself and my son as love offerings to God. So now in my own heart and mind and soul, I and my only son of 12 years of age were sacrificed. We died to each other and we died in our souls. We're sacrificed as a love offering to God in obedience to him like Abraham was going to do with Isaac. Sometimes you'll be asked that. Since that day, my love is not a normal love for my son. There's no really emotional attachment. He's dead to me. Oh, I talked to him. But you out there are more important to me than him, than my own life. There's nothing more important in my life than this father, this God. Getting you home. Getting you back. Now years later, as my earthly father was, health was failing. For he was about 90 years old and had just fallen and broken his neck. I had to become his legal power of attorney because he could no longer manage his finances. His affairs. So I had to step in and step up. Of course spiritually. I knew that both God and Satan. Were watching me. To see how. I handled my father's money. Because he had almost a million dollars. And two houses. Both were watching. I was in a test. But not saying one word to me. About how to manage his financial affairs. They were watching to see if I would handle them correctly. Would I handle them correctly out of agape love and care with righteousness? Or would I steal his money 
out of lust and greed. So I knew this was test time. All of us sometimes go through this, but we don't recognize what's happening. Jan failed this test many times. Mm -hmm. So I managed all his affairs correctly and even gave all the money he left to me, almost $100,000, if not more, and his house to my son. I kept nothing for myself. I made sure that his son, who was my elder brother, got all that my father's will stated that he was to get. I did it all in righteousness and in holiness, and there was no open door to Satan through greed or selfishness or lust or coveting. Testa, when we go through that. As I started on this new journey for me, how this happened was God set me down in my home for two years and said, you're going through transformation. Took me two years to go from Jan to Pastor Deborah. It wasn't completed until the end of my father's life. And he said, it's done. As I started on this new journey for me, I had to present to all my father's insurance, the banks, the assisted living centers, the medical doctors, the military retirement departments, funeral home, hospice, social security, all my official documents for being his legal power of attorney for his financial matters. So I had to send copies of my driver's license, my military ID, copy of his power of attorney, and my official legal name was Deborah Jan. Not Jan. The spiritual transition to a new identity was beginning into a new identity of Pastor Deborah, not Jan. The Most High God told me at this time, about 2007, I was in a spiritual identity transition to become Deborah. This transition, as, as I said, took two years and a lot of hard work on my part. For I didn't know who I was as Deborah. I only knew myself as Jan. For that was the name I had chosen for myself many years ago in elementary school. The fifth grade, to be exact. Many people who have been a, had child abuse of any kind will have to let that identity pass. And they'll have to create a new one. You can see that in the movie, The Three Faces of Eve. There was Eve White and Eve Black. But in order for healing to start coming, she needed love to be there. Caring person in her life. And then Jane was created. The other two were not capable of continuing to live on inside of her. They both passed away. And Jane took the ascendancy. And she became Jane. 
Jane was probably the part that in the three faces of Eve, she was always supposed to be. Like I was always supposed to be Deborah, not Jan, not Debbie, not Deb. You say when I was very young, my family called me Deb or Debbie, but never Deborah or Jan. But the Lord was directing my path. Even through my earthly parents and my earthly entrance into planet Earth. My mother's first name was Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, meaning princess. And my father's first name was Joseph, meaning savior, future of. And I came to Earth out of the mountain, the authority and dominion of fire. In heaven and into the dirt body from the egg of Sarah and the sperm of Joseph that formed the outer covering of dirt for me, the forever person, the spiritual me. Also a part of the ministry I and the Lord were to be doing was to be a spiritual freedom fighter, a protector a shepherd, a mother, a king. So I came into the earth, born of parents who were serving the fight for freedom from slavery and bondage, of being in the service, the military service, and the life of an officer of the Air Force. I was born into a soldier's family, An officer's daughter. It was the Air Force. My father was an officer in the Air Force. He'd also served in World War II under General Patton in the Army Air Corps. My father was an administrative person who ended up getting two masters, was a college professor. My life was officers' clubs, dances, waltzes, gowns. Military banquets, receiving lines, elegance, educated people, officers, leaders, well-educated. That's the life I was born into. I lived on military bases all my early years of life. I was even born on Moffett Air Force Base in California. We moved to many different places around the world, and I never became a part of the outside world or the local community or the state. I was government issue. I was used to standing around people with uniforms who were willing to die for you, who would go into battle and die to set you free. That was ingrained in me. Be educated. Love people. Understand the need for freedom. And be willing to sacrifice my own self, my life, my family, and not be a part of the rest of the world. I grew up with people, nations from all over the world, all desiring to be freedom fighters for their governments and to sustain freedom. Through power, authority, wisdom, knowledge, and the force of strength. 
of the round nations, military generals from Vietnam. We had them from, we had parties in my home. I went to banquets with them, danced with them. Yeah, I knew how to do social dancing, ballroom dancing. I knew how to do receiving lines. Understood getting dressed up in elegant stuff. Officer daughter I was. All my life I was around people and families who were sacrificing a normal life for freedom for others and whose loved ones may be killed defending the freedom for others in other nations and countries. We lived ready. We lived as pilgrims traveling. I moved every two years. The only place was home was a military base. I was comfortable with airplanes and bombers and tanks, guns, uniforms, salutes, marching bands, planes, bombs, ROTC. That was my life. That's where I began. I was a part of those who were willing to sacrifice themselves for freedom of others. This manner of life and dedication was foundational in my early life and became the foundations for all of the spiritual ministry I and the Most High God would be doing together for the kingdom of heaven on earth and beyond into eternity to set spiritual captives free of slavery and bondage and from the fear of death. I was going to war. I was going to become a soldier. Jan was not that person. Deborah had to arise and become that king and warrior. The stage was set. The Most High God's spiritual plans were in place. For he had told me that I was like Jeremiah, the prophet from the Old Testament. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 19. Verse number 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, Jeremiah, Deborah, saying, Verse 5, before I formed you in the belly of Sarah, your mama, before I created the dirt body for you through my creation of DNA, egg and sperm, of the laws of nature, creation. For you, spirit man, Deborah, to inhabit, to be your covering. And for you to be set apart unto me. And to me alone for my work on the earth in the spiritual realm. Flesh can't work in the spiritual realm. Only spirit to spirit. Spirit means spirit work can work in the spirit. And I have spiritually ordained you, Deborah, Jeremiah. Officially, spiritually recognized you 
as my kingdom of heaven royal priest unto me and a king a ruler a freedom fighter a prophet one who speaks my words to others for me unto the nations and the people verse 6 then said I Jeremiah and Deborah oh but Lord God behold I cannot speak for I am a child that's how you all are when you begin spiritually a child when this happened to Jeremiah he was a child he was having a dream as a young boy and God was talking to his spirit this is spirit work spirit to spirit dreams are real important and you'll read about a lot of people having dreams and God talking showing up in dreams don't you just discount dreams Verse 7, But the Lord God said unto me, Jeremiah, Deborah, Say not, I am a child, for you shall go to all that I send you, physically, Jeremiah, and spiritually, Deborah, and whosoever I come, and whatsoever I command you, you shall speak. That set the stage. God was showing me myself in Jeremiah. Scriptures. I don't want to go too much farther because there are a lot of scriptures to follow out. So I want you to just think about yourself. We've talked about creation. God speaking to us before we're even sent to the egg and the sperm. Before a dirt body's being formed for us. God has plans for us. I do a lot of LinkedIn and I talk to mental health people, leadership. You must learn your purpose spiritually or your spirit. Only then will you know who you are, what you're to do, and everything that God wants to help you with. I had to learn that God will use your life. He'll use everything, your parents, your situation, where you're born. Even to this day, I really don't do what the rest of you do I'm not concerned with earthly things and sports and plays and all of that I'm concerned about your spirit and its condition and where you're going to end up upon death and whether you believe in Christ Jesus and as the son of God or not and what's your spiritual condition are you being used by Satan the adversary of God here on earth What's the condition of your spirit? In my transition, Jan had to die. Jan was a creation of mine. You'll hear more about it. I picked the name Jan because there were too many Debbies in my fifth grade class. Jan was sinful, immoral. That was not who I was to be. I was to be Pastor Deborah. But Deborah had never been at my identity. Two years, I told you. God set me at home. Studying, reading, writing, watching movies. Studying, reading, asking God questions. Two years. And then he put me through a transition with my father. Upon completion of that, the transition was done. Then came the test time. And you'll hear about that. 
to see if I would bring Jan back alive or not. Or was Deborah permanently there? And you have to take this pattern, transition. The death of one part of you, identity. And the arising and the birthing of another. If you've been in child abuse, had traumatic experiences. And you can't let go of the past. And you cannot remember anymore. And the old stuff is still controlling you. The you that you were must pass away into the grave. That's what this story is all about. So you just come back for part two. There'll be many parts in this story called It's Time. About how I transitioned from Jan to Pastor Dip. From a licensed clinical mental health counselor was one of it. To a global pastor. A master teacher. But more important than what you do. It's who you believe and think you are. What identity rules your spirit. What governs your spirit. For that is what will govern your soul. And your physical body. You have to start. Deep on the inside, a spiritual knowledge, wisdom, understanding. And then it must be transferred to transform your soul. Where you're living out of your body's emotions and chemicals and your body's history. And we must change things in that biological brain. That's right. So this is begins my story called It's Time. And when we get to that part of the story, it's powerful. But right now, you're just learning my beginnings and how God used the Bible and a particular individual to show me he had a plan for my life from before the egg and the sperm even came together and I came out of the fires of heaven. Where life is created. Before he sent me. He was. I was already in his heart and mind. To partner with me. I didn't know it. But he did. So you come back for part two. Of it's time. And we'll keep on going. There's so much excitement in it. You, it's hard to believe. But I'm glad you've come. To the kingdom of agape love. Volume one. To this story called It's Time. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.